1: I'm KYW's Dave Huram, and this is Philly Sports Playback on the KYW Sports Pod. While we wait for baseball to return, let's look back at one of the best seasons in Philly's history. 1980, the year they won their first world championship after 97 years of existence. This was a team that had past playoff disappointment in the mid to late 70s, and the window was closing on this squad, which consisted of a lot of homegrown talent that was developed in the late 60s and early 70s. Record-wise, not Anything flashy, 91 and 71, they went on a tear down the stretch and clinched the division during the last weekend of the regular season up in Montreal. Then a grueling five game NLCS against the Astros and a very exciting World Series versus Kansas City. Lucky enough to chat with Greg the Bull Luzinski about the 1980 world champion Philadelphia Phillies. Very pleased to be joined by one of the Best sluggers in Phillies history. Left fielder Greg the Bull Luzinski to talk about the 1980 Phillies as we wait for what will hopefully be baseball returning at some point this summer. Greg, thank you so much for the time. I really appreciate it. Uh, First thing I'm wondering, Greg, is heading into the 1980 season after what happened the previous four seasons and the runs that, that you guys went on, what was the vibe of that team going into 1980?
2: Well, I think it was pretty much new. as probably our last hurrah. Uh, you know, we had won three before that time and had been successful in the World Series. And uh, it's pretty much that uh, that was going to be it. Uh, that was the word around campus. So, uh, you know, it was a little, little bit different. I, obviously, some of the guys would have continued to stay, but uh, there would have been a few of us that uh, would have been moved or ended up moving uh, regardless. But, uh, you know, uh you know, we went down to almost I think the end of you know, before we punched it there. Uh, but, you know, and uh, obviously uh, Wolf, uh, the playoffs against Houston was probably one of the, the biggest uh, and you know greatest playoffs in the history of baseball. I mean, it was all excited. I think it was all experience except for one game. So uh, there was a lot of tension built into those Houston games, and uh, I don't know if, uh, for the people that's baseball that at least went to Houston. uh, We used to get great pitch games there by our pitching staff, and uh, we never put many runs on the board. It didn't have a whole lot of success going into the Dome, but, uh, you know, to come back against Cal O'Brien and beat him is uh, a tremendous feat, and I think uh, that that got us over the hump, obviously, to uh, uh, feel more at ease
1: guys had, had so many comebacks when you made that stretch run in September, and of course, as you mentioned, that tremendous series against Houston, the five-game series and the National League Championship Series. Bull, that comeback mentality, where do you think that came from?
2: Well, I, we had that type of team, you know, we had a type of team like uh, they had it away in '09. Uh, where you can run some bunches that, uh, you know, had a pretty good lineup, a uh, tremendous lineup up and down from level one through uh, to the pitcher, and we had some hitting pitchers. So, you know, it made us uh, a team that could support at any time. And I think when you got guys that are capable, uh, like I said, like the 80, the 08, 09 teams, that can hit the ball out of the park, uh, you, you're never out of a game and always got a chance to get back in it.
1: Starting in spring training, it was your first full season with Dallas Green. Greg, could could you describe the differences, managerial style, between Dallas and Danny Ozark?
2: Yeah, it was a big difference, uh, to be honest with you. Uh, Danny was kind of a more laid-back guy, and uh, Dallas was uh, kind of the the guy that wanted to be heard. I mean... You know, I did a lot of uh I think, uh, lot help Dallas with a lot of the managing parts of the game? And obviously, he was a spokesman of Dallas. And, uh, he was just different. I mean, uh, you know, he played, uh, he, he just felt that he had to push us to get more out of us because we were together so long. And, uh, you know, guess what? You know, we won a World Series, so uh, he must have been doing something right.
1: Well, many many people think that one of the turning points of the 1980 season bowl was that doubleheader in Pittsburgh in August. And in between games, there's the famous story about how Dallas really, really let it go in between games. What do you remember about that clubhouse meeting in between those two games?
2: Well, you know, Dallas didn't have uh, – he wasn't careful of letting it go. Uh, you know, he let it go feet. few times. Uh, it did light a fire under our butts. And, uh, you know, uh, I think every now and then, uh, because you play 162 games, it's repetitious that you need somebody to jump on
1: you to get the best out of you. So uh, that league championship series that that you were mentioning earlier, Greg, one of the greatest series ever, what was it like to play in those games? Four of them, as you mentioned, went to extra innings. How nerve-wracking was that as a player?
2: Well, it gets a little nerve-wracking uh, towards the end of the game more than, uh, you know, early in the game. I mean, uh, you try to get ahead, obviously, uh, and, and it's bad to your feet, But, uh, you know, they were well-pitched games on you know, both sides. Uh, well, the, I think the toughest part was obviously uh, going to the dome where, uh, you know, none of the noise escapes. Uh, that's probably the, the hardest thing to fight with in the dome, to be honest with you, was... Uh,
1: What did it mean, after all those close runs in the '70s, to finally make it to the World Series? And and what ended up being bull your last year as a player with the Phillies? What did that mean? How special was that?
2: That well, was obviously very special. Like I said before, we had three opportunities before that. We had we had some great clubs, probably the best uh, best in Phillies history. We had some nice runs, uh, you know, obviously, and of the division championship what three times before going to the fourth time of winning again. You know, we played the Dodgers what, twice, played Cincinnati. Uh, I think the first playoff was kind of a "win against boys type thing. It was our first experience of the playoffs, and uh, Cincinnati went on to win the World Series. And, uh, so we had the Dodgers beat a couple times, and uh, obviously we made some mistakes that uh, hurt us and probably cost us uh, a chance to go to the World Series. But uh, we had some tremendous ball clubs, Tremendous, uh, we had a tremendous starting, starting eight, that we'd go out there with a tremendous bench put put together by the Dallas Green and follow us.
1: And you guys are really starting to put it together in the World Series. You win the first two games against the Royals in the Fall Classic. Kansas City wins the next two, Bull. But in that fourth game, talking about turning points, in that fourth game, Dickey Knowles throws high and inside to George Brett. How much of an impact do you think that, I mean, the numbers speak for themselves, but how much of an impact do you think that had on the rest of the series?
2: Well, some teams aren't used to uh, getting thrown at, obviously, but, uh, you know, uh, if you look for a perfect pitcher, guess at a perfect time, uh Dick, you let it go, and uh, everybody knows what happened. I, I think the sparring Pete Rose and uh, their manager Fry was uh, had as much beef with it as anything. I mean, you know, Pete was sort of, uh, just antagonizing the hell out of that uh, Bennett you know, when he was on the field. So it 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 was actually kind of fun, you know. Uh, we enjoyed was Kenley uh, Walkup and uh, you know, Dickey and uh, Kevin Saucier, a lot of those guys in the bullpen. Uh, just you know, they talked about it a little bit and. An opportunity, they—they they just slow uh Obviously, they, that came about, and it happened. And, uh, you know, uh, it's not that he wanted to hit him uh, purposely, but he wanted to get him back off the plate. And it ended up throwing probably one of the most perfect balls in his life. <laughs>
1: Game six, you guys come back and, and rallying another comeback in Game five. Game six, you're back at the vet. Lefties on the mound. Was there any doubt, Bull, that you guys would win that night?
2: Well, you know, people often used to keep saying, and, uh, "I to kind of say that coming coming in the clubhouse door." You know, thing was. And uh, but he kept us at games. I mean, you know, obviously a Hall of Fame pitcher, so he's a tremendous pitcher. But it's uh, so, you know, you know it those twin nights and uh, most of the nights it were.
1: And the la- and one of the last things I'm wondering, Bull, is obviously Tugger closed it. He closed it out, loaded the bases. There was that famous play where Bob Boone bobbles the ball, Pete Rose catches it. How good was Tug McGraw in 1980 and in the 1980 postseason?
2: Well, I think the postseason was outstanding. And I think our bullpen uh, was outstanding. Uh, You know, we had the setup guys out there. Uh, Ron Reed, who, uh, when Tug couldn't go, took over for him and did a tremendous job for us. Uh, If you go back and look at uh, what Reed did for us in 1980, but I think Tug was, he was obviously our main go to guy. And uh, he, uh, you know, the the foul walls that went off Booty's glove and Rose glove, it. that was all part of our plan to make everybody nervous. And uh, not that Tug couldn't make people nervous by himself because he so jittery on the mound, but uh, he threw that Peggy Lee fastball to uh, Wilson, and uh, Wilson swung and missed, and uh, there was history for the Philadelphia.
1: Indeed there was, and, and you guys won the first world championship in franchise history and and for you, Bull, as, as I mentioned, and what ended up being your yet your last year with the club after spending an entire decade plus with the team kind of, um, how um how special was it after spending an entire decade with the Phillies as a player to finally win a World Series?
2: Well, like you said, I, I spent most of my career there. Uh ended up going to Chicago for what, uh, four years. Uh, Al uh you know I signed in nineteen sixty eight uh came up with a lot of guys that brought uh, that uh, eighty championship team and uh you know this, I was on last place teams for a couple of years and it was no fun and to see us build build to a championship uh there's no question that's what you play for i mean that's what what you talk about you are I, it, it's a question of trying to win that ring. And uh, that's always something special because there's always so many players that get an opportunity
1: to win it. Bull, I'd be remiss if I, if I didn't ask you. Uh, obviously, baseball fans are clamoring for the sport to come back. What do you think's going to happen?
2: Well, uh, I, don't know. I, think it's, uh, I hate to say this, but because of the basic agreement expiring, uh, Was it after this year's season in between uh, 20 and 21? Some of these points are kind of being negotiated out now. I think uh, from being a player and uh, being on obviously the player side that uh, once you start giving up stuff, it uh, with negotiations coming up, it's going to be tougher and tougher to gain back. So I think that's one of the. Sticking points, this whole uh, situation for baseball. uh, Let's let's be honest, because in this scene, I'm an ex-player. It comes down to money, obviously. You know, and it's once the owners start taking from the players, they'll probably try to keep taking. So, you know, it's it's a tough situation. I I, for the the people in the United States of America are looking for baseball. There's no question. I think uh, sports keep people together. And uh, if we can get this thing rolling, even if it's 50 games or or whatever, I think people will definitely like it. I mean, I I don't know if we'll be able to do the part, but uh, I think uh, eventually, you know, this this law will be passed and we'll look back at it as another time in the history of baseball.
1: Greg the Bull Luzinski, thank you so much for the time. I really appreciate it. All right, thank you. That's Greg the Bull Luzinski on the 1980 Phils. Thank you for listening to Philly Sports Playback on the KYW Sports Pod. Talk to you next time. Old man
0: winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here?
1: Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived.